20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pack a Day Podcast. This is episode number 500. I don't even feel worthy. I am Jason Perrone, along with my every other Saturday co-host, Mark Eckel. Mark, we got number 500. Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm part of 500. I don't know what that means, but it's as a NASCAR fan, I like being involved in things called 500. So how's that? There you go. Well, I, as a new one of the newest members of the team, I don't feel worthy, but I'll take it. This is great. So 500 shows deep this show is, this very successful show. And they and, said we won't make it. Yeah. We, yeah. we pulled them again. That's right. They they never doubt us. Never doubt us. So well, I have to say this. As much as I love the, the guys on our team and Andy and everybody, I'm not getting the tat, the, the, the pack a day tat, tat, tattoo. I'm going to take a hard pass on that. Was someone getting a tat? Oh, you didn't see that? No. You, oh, I guess I guess you weren't at. Um, one of our guys got a got a pack a day. You know, our, our logo with the six pack and the pack a day? Yeah. Yeah, he got a tattoo. So Andy, Andy put up there, "Who's next?" and he mentioned me as one of the people that <laughs> might be next. And um, like I said, I, I think it's great, but I'm going to take a hard pass on getting at, at my age. I think I'm, I don't have one yet, and I'm not going to. I think I'm going to not get one. <laughs> well, and that's that. No pressure to Andy and his team, but you know we're a relatively young podcast. We're doing very well, but to get tattooed means this thing better run for a long time. Yeah, but it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. No. For sure, absolutely. So, 500 shows deep, here we are. And as always, day before the game, our topic is the injury update. So, Mark, we were joking just before we started recording that this might be one of our uh, shorter shows. Yeah, and and, that's, and we're happy about that. Though. Yes. No, we definitely no, we definitely are. So, I know you got the got the report as well, so I'll let you let you kick it off. Let's start on the on the Redskins side. Who do we got? Well, they have two wide receivers are both hurt, right? Trey, Trey Quinn and Paul Richardson. Yep. And that, they're not their best receiver. They're, they're not their top guy. That, that, that's their rookie from Ohio State, um, Terry McLaren. Um, but these guys, are they play. I mean, these are guys that play for the Redskins. I, I believe they're second and third in receptions and yards among the, the Redskins wide receivers. So the Redskins aren't very, aren't very deep at wide receivers. So – the guys are, they're, they're, that are going to be out there, I think Harmon will be one maybe. I don't even know who to, if they go. They probably won't go three deep a lot. Um, what it means to me is, and they're out. They're not questionable. They're not out. They're out. Yeah, they're out. It is out. So that's they're not playing. Um, what it means to me is the Redskins are going to run the ball a lot. So the Packers can probably load the box a little bit, knowing that. Um, let Alexander play McLaren but maybe a little bit of help over over the top from 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 Savage and um bring Amos up and 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 let him play to run and and say okay Redskins let's let's go yeah you definitely think you this is the equivalent of on the Green Bay side if Alan Lazard and Geronimo Allison were out that's that's basically what the it is for Washington and with Dwayne Haskins being young new untested and also not very effective you absolutely make him have to beat you because that's your best that's your best chance to win this game not that the packers don't have a good chance already they're coming back home after you know being on the road they've got two home games and then they finish up with two road games and, and this is one of those games where 
The Packers should win. They have to win. They can't brain fart. Yeah. And and I don't think that I don't think that they will. Anything is possible, but I don't I don't see it happening at Lambeau Field. Now, the Packers got a got a good break last week, uh, Monday night. Seattle, our our, our good friends in Seattle, um, helped us help the Packers out by by knocking off the Vikings in a in a, in a very entertaining game. By by the way, um, so now the Packers have a have a one game lead, really a game and a half lead on on the Vikings because. Um, they, 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 they own the tiebreaker right now. They own the top two tiebreakers, actually. So, basically, um, the Packers don't even have to be... If the, if the Packers win, I, I, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm 99% sure that I'm, I'm, I'm on this. If they win this week, they beat the Bears at home, they can lose to the Vikings, and then come back and beat the Lions, and they still win the division, Correct. Yeah, they they can they can drop one game. I mean, obviously, if something weird happens and Chicago and Minnesota lose multiple games, then they've got more of a cushion. But yeah, they they can they can lose. The, yeah, they can they can lose at least one of these last four. Well, I'm saying, but the Viking game is the one that you're moving. Well, we have to beat the Vikings. Well, now they really don't even have to. I mean, listen, if I'm the Packers, I'm thinking let's get let's try to get a bye, which is possible because Seattle, New Orleans, San Fran, they they have some tough games. Well, like they play each other. San Fran plays New Orleans this week. San Fran plays Seattle. The the last game, Seattle plays the Rams this week. They have those three teams that are all right now a game ahead of the Packers. All have some, I think, have a tougher schedule left than the Packers. So, you know, I'm looking for a buy right now. I'm, I, I think that should be foremost on on the Packers organization's mind. Let's, yeah. Let's try, let, let's try to get to the one or two seed. Yeah, of course. And the way I see it, if you you know I I'm on the ESPN playoff machine all the time, and it's, I know it's uh, it's a it's it's a problem. It's a little bit of an addiction. But here's the deal, you know. So San Francisco, yeah, you need these teams to lose. But the problem is, is that they're playing each other so much that they're picking one's getting picked off and the other one's picking up a victory. So to get the to get the one seed that's going to be that's going to be real tricky but the two seed is very attainable yeah and let me ask you this who who if who are you rooting for to win the west as i don't a fan, not not maybe i don't want to know that you like seattle better than san fran but as a packer fan who or who i mean who should our listeners i'm assuming 99% of our listeners are packers fans who should they be rooting for to win the west I have my opinion. I mean, I want to see if, if you agree. With me. I want it to be San Francisco because I don't want to go to Seattle and I feel more comfortable playing the Niners again than I do Seattle. Oh, I don't. See, I, I disagree. I, I'll take on the Packers have since that awful, awful playoff loss. I don't think the Packers have lost to Seattle, have they? San Fran scares me. Yeah, they did. No, they lost. Yeah, they lost last year on Thursday night when they had a chance to win. They were up uh, and they they let it slip away. Last year didn't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. They did lose last year. And they lost everybody last year. Um, I, I just see, listen, as much as respect as I have for, for Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, Seattle's defense, you can score some points on them. Sure. San Fran's defense, I'm not sure you can score points. I mean, you, they're good. My God, are they good. I mean, I want that. I don't want to go back there. I just they're, want... well, it's, it's, both teams are beatable. I think Seattle is 
I think to your point, Seattle is more beatable, but I'm one of those people that it gets inside of my head. Like Seattle and that that venue there, like as soon as yeah. you tell me Green Bay's going to Seattle, like I don't even want to watch the game. <laughs> well, here's my other thing too, though. I think whoever gets the five, if San Fran does get the five seed, they're going to beat the, either the Eagles or the Cowboys, right? Yep. I think they could win the next game too. And then if Green Bay does their thing, you might get the – even if Green Bay is a three, say, or two, whatever they are, I think you can wind up playing San Fran in the title game, but but at Lambeau, and that changes everything. Yeah, it definitely does. I, and I'll, give me – I'd take a chance playing a team a second time. Even though the matchup is not good, I even if they had to go to San Francisco, I don't see them, you know, dropping a huge – I don't want the Packers to ever go to California again. Yeah, ever. I know that well. Rest of my life, I don't want to ever see the Packers in California. You know, it's it's kind of it stinks because you and I both remember the glory days when going to California was they they used to beat the Niners anywhere any any time. They did for a little bit stretch. Yeah, they had they had a couple of really good stretches, and if it wasn't for the stupid Rice fumbles game, they would have had almost twenty years straight of of winning over the Niners. But then they lost to Kaepernick a couple of times. Remember? Yeah, but that was that was. The new era. So 2012 was the new era, and they lost the opener that year, and then they lost in the playoffs. And, yeah, I mean, credit credit San Fran. They put together a good roster. I mean, their, their turnaround right now is what's making it exciting because thir- there's there's a good chance that a 13-3 and three team might be, a, a, you know, not be not be getting a week off, which is just insane and to how, me. Wait, worse than that, worse than a 13-3 team not getting a week off, a 12-4 and four team is going to have to go on the road to play maybe an eight and eighteen or a seven and nineteen. Yeah, the NFL, the NFL could step in this year and say, "Listen, if none of y'all in the NFC East can go five hundred, we're not letting you in. No, we're going to bypass. You're getting thrown out, and we're going to put put a third wild card team. I mean, they would never do that. But I'm just saying, the NFC East, and I followed. I mean, I covered it for so many years. My God, the Eagles and Cowboys are both disgraces. They're just great. Both of them. They're disgraces. They're so. What's what's you covered that division for a long time? What is the deal? How are you a division leading Dallas Cowboy team and you're acting like you've already been eliminated from the playoffs? I I have never seen anything like this before. I, me either. And I don't know. What, I, that's a team I can't. The Eagles. I have some opinion on. The Cowboys. I'm shocked. They were. I mean, they have too much talent to be six and seven and, and losing the way they are. Too much. There's too much talent. I mean. Dak's a good. I don't think he's a great elite quarterback like some people think, but he's a good quarterback. I I I take him on my team. You got one of the best running backs, top five running back in the league, a supposedly very good offensive line, Amari Cooper. You know, Gallup's not a bad number two. A defense that's supposed to be you know the, a good set of linebackers, a good some two good pass rushers, well actually three good pass rushers out there. They had Michael Bennett. Um, that team has no right. Listen, they lose to New England. Okay, lost to New England. Everybody loses to New England. Right? That's, not, that's not the end of the world. You lose a couple, but they shouldn't. They lost to the Jets. They, not even, they lost, you know, the Bears. They made the Bears look like they're good again. Um, and now they're down. They lost to Buffalo at home on Thanksgiving. That's inexcusable. All those. That's. I mean, obviously, Jason Garrett's going to get lose his job at the end of the year, and that's. But I don't know if it's. If, is it all his fault? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I'm just surprised because the last time they changed coaches, there was it was a huge loss to the Packers that got Wade Phillips bounced, and then Jason Garrett takes over in 2010. So he lasted almost 10 years, and we I, weren't. First, I, I actually know Jason pretty well. 
Um, I remember him because he, you know, I remember him as a, as a player. I also remember him. I mean, he's a little. I don't remember cover. I didn't cover him, but he. I worked in New Jersey, and he went to Princeton, as you probably know. And so any, you know, there aren't many Princeton guys that make the NFL and do that well as as he did. So I always would, as a player, I would. If the Eagles played the Cowboys, I would always go out early and and do a Jason Garrett story for my paper. And he's a great guy. I love Jason. I mean, I I hate seeing him, but he, I mean, I, he's got to go. I mean, it's you can't get rid of the whole team. So the coach, when this stuff happens, it's coaches that that pay the price, and he's he's going to pay the price. Yeah, well, it's. I think Jerry's hands are tied. He he can't not take action here. This is bad. So I mean, you're gonna. But to your point, someone's gonna have to step up and win that division. They're gonna host a playoff game, and then who knows? Um, better I, not. Better not win that playoff. Game. No, I mean the assumption is that they won't, and then, and then you'll kind of get the cream of the crop going on. But then you're gonna have weird seedings because of the way it lays out. I'm I, I'm okay with a division winner getting in with a, a subpar record, but the seeding should at least be looked right. at. And let me tell you this: When I used to cover the owners' meetings every year, I, you know, every year that was brought up, and I would talk to a couple of head coaches, I talked to a couple of general managers, and they'd all tell me, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna vote on this, and we're we're gonna change it to where, you know, if the wild card team has a better record than the division champion, it'll be the wild card team will be home." And I'd always say, "That's good. That makes sense." And they'd vote every year, and they get and it. But the guys I talked to were voting yes, but and I didn't. I guess I, didn't, I talked to the wrong guys because every year it, got, it was close some of the votes, but it, it get voted down every year they, that the division camp is the host team, and it doesn't. It's just not fair. Yeah, well, one thing the NFL has taught us, at least over the last decade or so, is that they don't care how we feel. Not really. <laughs> So, you know, that's that's just the sad reality of it. But, you know, the fortune that the, the good in the Packers, right? That's well, we got meaningful football to talk about for for once. And, and a year ago this time right now, we were talking about a coaching search. Yeah, right. So that's and speaking of that, Matt LaFleur has done a, a pretty remarkable job for a a true rookie head coach. Agreed. I think, Agreed. I think he's done a and, and listen. Give the give the pack of Mark Murphy, who Packer fans want to criticize all the time, and I, and I don't know why, but he, you know, he he picked them. Let's be honest; that that was a Mark Murphy hire, and um, you know, he hired the right guy. He hired the, of all the candidates. Looks like he hired the right guy. Yeah, and there were plenty of us that went. I mean, when you first heard that Matt Lafleur was hired, what was your first and literally your unfiltered first thought? Hmm, interesting, because I thought yeah. it was going. To be, yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't dislike him, uh, not at all. I, I I I didn't stand up and cheer, but I was like, hmm, that's an interesting one, Matt Lafleur, huh? Um, I thought it was going to be Mc, McDaniel's. I really did. I I thought he was the favorite going in, um, and I'm kind of glad he didn't because, I mean, look around. New England assistants don't do well. They just don't. Uh, it's it's just like Jimmy Johnson's assistants didn't do well as as head coaches. It, and it just tells you how great Bill Belichick is that it's all him. Because his assistants aren't – none of them turn out to be good head coaches. Not At least not not yet. Speaking of which, are, are you excited for the opportunity for us to maybe someday see Belichick's son as a head coach with that amazing haircut of his on the sideline? <laughs> hey, it's probably going to happen, right? Yeah, it probably – well, I, I look at him and I can't not see that character McGruber from Saturday Night Live from back in the day. I don't know. It's <laughs> – but it's Belichick, and listen, they're you know they're they've they've got a strong lineage. So, um, 
But I'm, I mean, I'm excited. The next time you and I are together, we'll be talking about, we will be talking about that Vikings game because uh, it'll be, it'll be almost Christmas time, and and then that'll be a fun one to break down. And hopefully, again, we can talk about a couple other things, and we're not talking about a bunch of new injuries. I mean, on the Packers side of things, you know, the Packers are healthy as can be. I mean, they have two guys listed as questionable, right? Yeah, Tony Brown and Kevin King, and they both practice full today, uh, Friday. So I. I expect them to play. I mean, they're going to have their choice of, yeah, but I don't of know what they – Brown might be inactive just because they have to make seven guys inactive, right? Yep. I mean, it'll, it'll be two offensive linemen, as always. It'll be uh, Ryan Grant, who I'm still not sure why they signed him. Um, probably Dexter Williams will be four. And then three guys on defense, probably the rookie corner, Holman. That's five. I guess Redmond looks like he's the odd man out now. And, yep. And then, and then I guess it'll either be Tony Brown or, or uh, Josh Jackson, right, depending on how they feel. Yeah. Unless they put a tight end down there, because you really don't need to dress four tight ends. They, they, they did last week, so I don't know. They yeah. all play. Depends how they, I mean, it depends how they want to attack Washington's defense. Um, but you know, and, and on that note, one guy, one guy that I'd like to start seeing catch some balls is the new eighty-seven Sternberger. I want to see what he can do. I think he's like I, we we talked about this a couple. Of, I, that was my most that was the draft pick I was most most excited about when the Packers made it. Um, but I, I think this year is just. I mean, he got hurt early. He missed all that time. He's probably just so far behind right now that. I don't even know this. I mean, he, although he did play, he played some snaps last week, and he and he was blocking, and he and he threw some pretty nice blocks. Uh, he was in mostly on rundowns, and he uh, he showed that he can. Again, I don't, I'm not saying he's he's a, a devastating inline blocker, but he showed that he's willing. He can be. He can block. He's he's not just a pass catching t- tight end. Yeah, which but is I, encur- which is encouraging because they need. You know, they need at least some of that. They need at least some of that. But he's got to get involved in the passing game, and it may not happen as much this year. But I'm excited next year. Well, next year, he's going to be a better one. I Huge. Like as long as he stays healthy. I, I, I read a lot of these things where people say, oh, the Packers need to get a tight end. Mm, you want to get another one, maybe. But he's going to be okay. Believe me, he's going to be a good tight end in, in this league. Yeah, I think so. And he's going to have, at least for a while, he's going to have a really good quarterback trying to trying to throw the ball to him and, and, and still making those great throws. And speaking of tight end, the Packers do have a new tight end. Yeah, so I'll let you I'll let you uh, tee this one up because this was this was kind of uh, a cool thing we just found out a couple hours ago. Yeah, the Dan Looney. Uh, um, I, I don't know James right. James Looney. Yeah, James Looney. I'm calling him Dan. Um, James Looney. Uh, practice squad defensive lineman draft pick of a couple of years ago uh, is now a tight end. He's changed his number. <laughs> um, I guess he had been working on the practice squad as, as a tight end and, and, you know, I guess, you know, whatever. Um, when they, when they, just for people, the people that, that don't know, most people should do, do notice now, but when at practice you have guys that try to, simulate the other team and that's what the practice squad guys were for a lot of the backups do that kind of thing so they have been using him as a tight end like he was he was pretending to be whoever they were playing against and i guess they kind of liked what they saw of him as as a tight end so yeah. they're gonna they made him a tight end and i guess they're gonna try to they're, they're gonna try to get him to lose a couple pounds between now and training camp 
and he's going to come in next year. I mean, again, this is all, this is definitely for 2020. Um, he, he's going to be in line to try to win a tight end job on the Packers next year, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, Rob Domofsky reported it. He so Looney was of the scout team. This was what you're what you're referring to. Yeah, he's on the he was on the scout team, and he actually did well enough. And I don't know if he played any tight end before or how they discovered this. I mean, you covered a lot of football, and I've seen a lot of guys that played X position in college and played Y position in the pros, or even came to the pros and did one thing and they changed to another. So, I mean, Sam Shields is a great example. He was a wide receiver in college, and he came in as a, uh, to the NFL as a defensive back. So, well, you've seen that. I've seen that, if, I mean, through the years, both ways. Wide receivers became D-backs. Maybe some D-backs became wide receivers. Mm-hmm. It's that similar. I mean, in a sense, you're either, so, you know, you're running the same way. You're just, instead of trying to catch it, you know, you're trying to pick it off. I mean, that's, but defensive line like you're trying to sack the quarterback now mm-hmm. now you're trying to catch passes from that that quarterback so that's a totally different there there is one guy that that i covered that they with the eagles back in the day a guy named uh, byron darby who the eagles he was the de- same exact thing defensive lineman that this is prior to practice squad uh he was actually on the team as a defensive lineman and you know backup didn't you know didn't play a whole, whole lot um and they moved him to, to, to tight end, and um, he lasted. I mean, it wasn't a total watch. I mean, it didn't it didn't pan out. He never became a starting tight end, or but he but he played. He he lasted a couple more more years as a as a tight end. And um, again, if if this could happen, I mean, listen, obviously Looney's career wasn't headed the right way. I mean, he was you know second year still on the practice squad as a defensive lineman on a team that kind of is a little thin at defensive line. So it wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to happen as a defensive lineman. So if it happens as a tight end and he makes the team next year, hey, and he plays it, you know, that, that's, that could be a good move. Yeah, if it works out. And then, and then somebody turns into a genius for being the one that discovered it and found it. Yeah, I'm guessing it's the tight end. Maybe it's either Hackett or the, or the tight end's coach, I would think, right? I mean, yeah. or maybe Matt, maybe it's LaFleur. I don't want to take the credit away from the head coach because he – Bottom line is he has to sign off on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking up his bio here. In high school, he was a two-time first-team All-Palm Beach County selection on the offensive line. So he did play all, he, he did play offensive line in, in, in high school. Okay. So he can block. So we, and, and, and let's be honest. I don't – if he does make the conversion to tight end and, and it's a successful conversion – I don't see him going down to see him catching 40-yard passes. <laughs> I see him more of a, a Mercedes Lewis kind of tight end, right? Well, and also, he it could end up being a thing where maybe you start to see an offense that takes advantage of the tackle eligible right. um, you know, type of thing. Or, you know, he's... He comes in as an eligible lineman where he can either block down or he can he can get out and you know into, into some space. But yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, five to seven yards is about where he's going to live. Yeah. He's not going to be he's not going to be scaring any secondaries. Yeah, for sure. He's gonna, yeah, he's going to be your blocking. He's going to be, you know, in there on rundowns. You know, you know, third and one, he'll be out there. You know, taking up some room, opening a hole for Aaron Jones. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, before we sign off. Speaking of offensive line, uh, Josh Sitton today had a press conference and retired as a Green Bay Packer. To three, you know, this is the third season since uh, he's left. 2015 was the last season he played in Green Bay, and he had that mysterious 
cut at the end of training camp. Then he played for the Bears, and I think he tried to get on with the Dolphins for a season and didn't didn't end up playing. I don't I don't know if we'll ever get the full story on that whole thing, but Josh Sitton is definitely definitely one of those Packer type guys. I could see him going into the team hall of fame maybe someday. Oh, I agree. And, and you know what, usually I don't like these kind of things. I think they're kind of hokey a little bit, but this one I like because of what you just said, it looked, it didn't look like he left on good terms, but maybe that was blown out of proportion a little bit for him to come back and retire as a Packer tells me that it wasn't as bad as it looked at the end. And, you know, he did come back and, and a lot of the guys were there for him. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Brian Balaga, uh, uh, Corey Lindsay were all, they all sat in the front front row apparently, and it, and and did you hear his his and when when the press conference was was over, um, Josh's le- uh, line at the end was all right. This is over. Let's go get a beer. Yeah, very sitting like I actually met Josh sitting. He he was at a hotel that I was working at a couple of years ago in Minneapolis when they played the he was with the Bears and they played the Vikings and he's he's kind of an interesting dude. He's a little little soft spoken with with those that he doesn't know, but. Um, he did a lot. I mean, he was he was solid. He was a very solid, and I think he was a mid-round pick. He ended up definitely paying great dividends for the Packers. He was one of them, you know, again, uh, another guy that gets a lot of heat from younger fans, Ted Ted Thompson. You know, his last couple drafts, listen, it didn't, they weren't good, and I think Ted's health played, played a role in that, to be honest with you. But if you look back, Ted Thompson made some great mid-round offensive line moves. Mm-hmm. Sitton, Lindsey, Bakhtiari, um, T.J. Lang, all four of those guys were what fourth, fifth round picks. Yep. And hey, all four of them did. Or two of them still playing and playing very well. And both you know Lang and Sitton were were two great guards for a long time. Yeah, Treader. Treader is still oh, tearing it up in Cleveland. Right. Who they just couldn't afford to keep because they had Lindsey, and they, you know you can't have you don't have you can't keep two high priced centers on the team for that's for sure. Yeah, it's and Lane Taylor, another one. Lane Taylor wasn't even drafted. He. You know, he was okay for a couple for a few years as a, you know, they won a lot of games with Lane Taylor playing guard. He yeah, they, out, and he was a free agent, right? Yeah, they did. He was. He was an undrafted free agent. Elton Jenkins was a high pick, but he's yeah. one that they've they nailed that pick. That I mean, the, the offensive line has been a good thing in Green Bay for a long time. Yes. Oh God, we can go way back to the. Yeah, it has. You're right. Been very fortunate. So you know, and the next you know over the off season, I'm sure one of the things we'll get a chance to talk about is what they do with Balaga. You know, he's he's earned. I think he's earned another yeah. deal. He's played well. I, I keep. I don't give him a five-year deal, but I give him a two-three-year deal. Sure. You know, and I think he'd want to stay. I, I I would like to think he'll give him a little bit of a hometown break. Well, I mean, he's not old. He's he's got years left. He's just he's been injured, and so I don't know if that's cut into any of his time that he's got left to play. But I mean, I I would think that the situation is lining up very nicely for both of them to stay together, and for Bulaga to say, "Hey, listen, I can give you a fair deal. I might be able to get a few more dollars somewhere else, but." Do I really want to leave Green Bay after this long for a couple of bucks? I agree. Give him, give him a fair deal. Don't make it like I said. No, I don't need it. And then still, maybe I'm not ignoring. I'm I'm drafting an offensive lineman, not not real high next year, but like in that fourth fourth round area again because that's where you get you can get good ones there. No, no, it's a wide receiver draft, and then apparently, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, Tua Tago, however you pronounce it, is, is landing in Green Bay in the first round. So. Oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I would love, if he's there. I would take him in a heart. But this isn't. No, he's going to go way. Hopefully, the Packers are picking thirty-two. Yeah. Uh, or even you know, but I, no, he's not going to last out. He's not. I know he's hurt and all that, but he's still the best. He's no, he's not going to last that long. 
Oh, for sure. No, he's not. He's just, believe me when I tell you, he's not going to last. He's not going to go in. If he finds, put it this way, from what I'm hearing about him, if he, if that's, and again, nobody knows where they're going to get picked, but you you can get a good feel for approximately where, where you're going to go. He, If he's not going to go top half of the first round, he might go back to Alabama. That's true. That's true. So, no, they're not going to get to. I would love, I mean, I think, I, you know, we'll save this for another show, but I, I think it is time for the Packers to, I wrote this for Packer re, Report way back early in the season. I forget who, who they were playing. They were playing a team with a bad quarterback. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think it's time to get Aaron Rodgers, you know, heir apparent on, on this roster. It was probably the uh, Vikings and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, actually, it wasn't. It was. Uh, oh god, who did they play that? Oh, Maybe Denver. it was Denver. Yeah, because they keep swinging and missing. There yeah. Yeah, and I'm joking about the Vikings. Kirk Cousins right. is actually having an okay season, and that's not that's going to be that's going to be an interesting game. We had us on Monday night. Yeah, well, that's true, and hopefully, we're not the ones that bust the trend yeah. in the wrong direction. Yeah, right. So, so anyway. well, I mean, you know, that, that's that, that's pretty much it. I mean, the Packers have to win this game. If they do, they get into, they get into double digits. Ten wins used to get you in the playoffs. This year, it doesn't look like that's going to be enough. But I think Green Bay's on the right path, and hopefully, the next time we're chatting, they've got eleven wins. Well, correct me if I'm wrong though. If they win, if they win this week, when they win this week, and if if the Rams lose to Seattle, do the Packers clinch at least a wild card? They actually, that's I think that's true. I think they would. I think so too. I, I think 10 would at least get, but, we, but again, I'm not looking at a while. I'm not looking at being a wild card. You know, although, beginning of the year, I would have been, hey, I just wanted to get back in the playoffs, you know? Um, but hey, now I'm now I'm wanting to buy in the first round. Now I'm looking to get a one or two seat. Right. No doubt. Well, they've got a good chance at it. I mean, and a lot of things can happen. There's still four weeks of football left to be played. So, you know, don't count it. I mean, the, the Saints have to go to Tennessee. And even though it's, it's, uh, the Saints are a better team, that's are still a road game outdoors. Yep. You've got the Niners. The Niners could surprise the Saints. You know, Seattle's got to play San Francisco. Seattle plays, uh, you know, they've got, they've got a couple games. They, I mean, they're at Carolina, which Carolina's not very good anymore, but you, you never know. Yeah, right. Yeah, hey, listen. I watched the Dolphins, or I didn't watch, but I saw the, the, the Dolphins beat the Eagles last week. Who figured yeah. that? Yeah. You don't know in this league. Yeah, you, you That's do. That's why the Packers have to bring their – they can't look past the Redskins. Right. You know what I mean? They, they can't be thinking about the Bears and Vikings the next two weeks. they got to beat the Redskins, beat the rookie quarterback, give him problems, score some points, win that game, and then, then worry, worry about the Bears starting Monday. Listen, just do me one favor. After last year's debacle, and I know you said we're throwing last year in the garbage, but – Let's just please keep Adrian Peterson to some really crap numbers. I don't need him going off on Green Bay again. And watch out for the other kid, too, Geis. Oh, Geis is phenomenal. I loved him in college. Yeah. Yeah, but they're going to stack the box. And so none, neither the point is neither of those guys should go off. No. No, because they have no outside threats to really worry about. I mean, you have the one, the rookie. Cover him. Like I said, you could – that he's your pass. And their tight ends aren't are, are banged up, too, right? So they're not gonna. They don't have the, the big tight tight end anymore. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that. Yeah, the concussion issues. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure uh, how effective they're gonna be. I just know that Washington. They've won a couple games, but I'm not. That doesn't have me convinced that it's gonna be any big deal. I think Green Bay still. This is a game that they should win by multiple possessions. Well, I'm glad they won. I'm I'm really glad Washington won last week because I'm sure that's Matt, Matt Lafleur's 
you know, speak to the team all week was, hey, look at this team. They won two. This this team isn't that bad. Look, they're coming on. You know, if they were one in eleven instead of three and nine, it's I don't care what a coach tells you. You you say they're you know players are humans too. They say, man, this team's one in eleven. They're not any good. Look, we Carolina just beat them by twenty. You know, whatever. You know, this is human nature. But for them to you know the Packers are watching the the tape of that. Carolina Redskins game, seeing the Redskins win, saying, hmm, okay, hey, hey, we struggled with Carolina. We had came down the last play of the game. So we can't take this team lightly. Right. That's right. that's that's you don't never want to take a team lightly. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they will. Right. I don't, they've already lost their game at home this season, that's it. They're going seven and one at home and then we'll figure out what the road situation is gonna be. They might go six and two. There you go. That's what I want. That's what I, that's what I was looking for. I was trying to do the math real quick there. Okay. Sounds good to me. So, yeah, 6 and 2 would be good. That's 13 and 3 and then once again, that's still probably only going to get them a third seed. I, I just this is a this is just no, such I, a weird I, year. I think if they go third round. Like they said, they could. Guys, they would just need some help. Yeah, obviously. But they're going to get somebody's going to lose these games. Somebody's going to lose this week San Fran New Orleans. Somebody's going to lose San Fran Seattle. We just got to hope this like the same team doesn't but whoever loses this one wins the next one, like, you know? Right. So we'll see. It's gonna be interesting. It always is. No, it definitely will. Well, another another well, good one, another good one in the books, Mark, number five hundred. You can find Mark's great work over at Packer Report, and you can find some of my work over at Cheesehead TV. Packers Washington tomorrow. And hopefully, like I said, next time we're next time we're back in the fold, hopefully we're talking about a double digit win total for these Green Bay Packers. There's only one thing left to do. Mark, and that is Go Pack Go. Pack Go. I'm with you.